right, so uh, intro, before we get started, this is our fourth week talking about the fivefold ministry. We don't necessarily have a resident evangelist here, so we asked our dear friend Elliot, who is a very gifted evangelist, what? Um, to you, come in and teach on the office of the evangelist for us. Praise God. Um, I do think that we probably have a couple people who are gifted evangelistically here. It's just a matter of identifying those gifts and helping you guys grow in that. So hopefully um, within this teaching, you hear something that resonates with you. It's very rare that we have guest speakers, so I'm just going to pray for Elliot real quick. So, Dad, we just come before you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for our brother, Elliot, Lord. Um, I thank you for his giftings. I thank you for his callings. Uh, I thank you that you are right, that you have placed him right where he needs to be, um, at the river, but also fellowshipping with us and fellowshipping with um, the First Friday group. Um, And names escape me, so I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm not going to use your names. So uh, we just thank you that, God, you know all of our names. <laughs> we make up for the fact that sometimes, sometimes we're forgetful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I'll remember them by the end of the teaching. <laughs> so, Dad, we just thank you. We pray that um, the words that would come out of Elliot's mouth today are your words. Um, they are the words of... Jesus, because Jesus is the Word. Um, I thank you that in heaven, these three testify, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. And so, um, Dad, we thank you. We give you all the honor and glory and praise in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ronnie, for opportunity, man, to uh, share. Uh, like Ronnie said, I am a preacher more than a teacher. I can teach if I have to. Not my favorite thing. So tonight you'll have a little bit of preaching and teaching. We have a lot of like theologians here, so I'm just like, what is your email? <laughs> so thank you, so email him. Don't talk to me. So, you know. Uh, so, anyways, um, no. Thank you, Spirit of God. Uh, it's really, really amazing, you know. Uh, tonight, I was praying all day and just enjoying God and uh, and uh, worshiping. And I just heard the Holy Spirit say that tonight is about love. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that worship even went into that. Yeah. You know, and I can't share with you what I'm about to share and talk about the office of evangelists. Really, like... And I'm obviously all the offices comes from the love, right? We we live a life from love, okay. But for me, I'm sharing my experience. And here's the deal: I'll give you a few disclaimers, and I'll just talk to you for a few seconds, and then we'll go. And I'll do my best to give you a picture and teaching. And if Ronnie has to come later and clean it up, he's gonna do it. Okay? <laughs> Praise God. So. Um, you know, you know, most of my life, a lot of you, you know, some of you know me better than others, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, um, obviously I went to, to BSSM for three years, a lot of you know that, and, uh, and even before that, it, I was always just passionate about just preaching the gospel. I barely spoke English, and I would be going like, just telling people as best as I could about Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I didn't have a lot of necessarily wisdom, it was a lot of zeal, mm-hmm. you know, and the Holy Spirit just covered me, you know, like I would be like, 
you know, with a lot of love, a lot of times I would be so overwhelmed by the love of God. I would be weeping, couldn't even communicate the gospel. And I'm like, you need Jesus. <laughs> Jesus loves you weeping because like just the love of God. But it set me up. It set me up for understanding that um, without the love of Jesus, if you don't have the love of God, you should not be sharing the gospel. Mm. Like, I promise you, if you don't have actual love for the lost, if you don't have the love for the world, if your heart is not moved with the love of God, you shouldn't. And uh, can I tell you, and it's not necessarily a feeling, okay? It's not necessarily a feeling. The Bible said that you may know the love of God that passes all understanding. It's not feel the love of God. Yeah. All right. That said, that we're knowing is actually experiential as well. Okay, so for me, and I'm talking from my experience, you know, and I've had, uh, you know, I'll just give you this claim. I had many, many, many prophetic words, people, leaders in the body of Christ, like, oh, if I fold evangelist, this is this and that. I personally don't feel that. Mm. So for you, some of you may be like walking in some offices or have some gift and like, I don't feel that. Mm. I am more like, I feel, uh, uh, you know, use, and that was not always that way. Mm. In the environment, and you maybe encounter, will encounter even here, anywhere really in the church, when there's like gifted people and suddenly there's like titles and listen, I believe in titles, then there needs to be, there needs to be titles mm. because we need to honor people in order to receive the, the reward, right? Mm. So like, at battle of BSSM, there's like this almost like competition, right? And, and suddenly everyone's like, I'm the evangelist, you know? And like, and suddenly it's like, who has more souls saved? Who has the greatest miracle, right? And, and there's like healthy, but also underlying suddenly becomes your identity. Mm-hmm. Your office is not your identity. Yeah. I was evangelist, yeah. not my identity. In fact, I had an encounter with the Lord where he stopped me in the parking lot and he said, Elliot, stop calling yourself evangelist, prophet, mm-hmm. and you know, you're a son. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And out of that, so go, yes. preach the gospel. Right. Yeah. Out of sonship, yeah. all right? And my met and a lot of you, you know, most of you don't know, Ronnie probably the only one who really knows a little bit of my story. I, I grew up in an orphanage for 10 years, most of my life, and, and you know, I, I, I was a physical orphan, but I was also obviously a spiritual orphan. And my life message is really spirit of adoption, Romans 8, 14, you know, which is spirit of adoption. I believe that one of the, you will actually be able to operate in the offices the best when you understand that you're a son and daughter of God, out of sonship. Yeah. I pray that no one decides to be in an office of any kind or even minister if you don't understand that you're a son and a daughter. Because what happens is offices most of the time, as you guys know, are fathers and mothers. And if you an orphan yourself, you will reproduce the orphans. Okay, so, so I'm just... Communicating to you, like, you know, uh, uh, kind of where I'm at, my experience, you know, like, you will never hear me to say I'm an evangelist. In fact, fivefold evangelist, and I have an office. That's been words of my life. I don't even say that to people. I just say, I'm Elliot, I love Jesus. Let's change the world. Let's save souls. Yeah. I'm passionate about souls, you know, I, and that's it, okay? Okay, cool. So that pressure now just lifted it. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, and now we can go on. But I've really felt that tonight is about the love of God. About really the love. You know, and I'm, I'm going to teach you guys. I'm going to give you a little bit of teaching. I'm going to do, I believe like never before, 
like never before, we need to, as a body of Christ, have ability to communicate the gospel. Yeah. You know, often, don't do that. If I, if I ask anybody in any room, how many times have you witnessed the gospel this week? Most of the time, it'll be one or two people. You know, and it's, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it like, if, we, if we, we say all the time, we want to be the church, uh, the church of Acts. I don't want to be church of Acts. You know why? Because actually, if we're going from glory to glory, this is supposed to be even better. Amen. Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, if we read the, uh, the, the Acts, you know, uh, uh, on, on the Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes, right? The, the people come, and Peter gives this evangelistic and basically preaching of the gospel, and 5,000 people get saved. Have you ever seen this in your lifetime happen? None of you probably in the room. You know what I mean? Unless you go to a crusade. Mm. Yeah. So I think there is a thing of, of A, we need to really understand how to communicate the gospel with signs, miracles, and wonders. Mm. So I'm giving you an overview, guys. We're going to get the dive, dive in the scripture in a second. I don't believe that, that any special five-fold offices should... Uh, 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 should be in office if they not walk in miracle signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you studied it and we'll go in the study, you will see. Uh, we'll 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 go. We'll talk about Timothy. We'll talk about Philip the evangelist. That all miracle signs and wonders accompanied them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. Okay. I think. This is good. Uh, we'll start with, uh, we'll, we'll make it legal. I'm going to try to make it legal. Okay, Matthew 28, which is great. Let's start, you know, what is this whole, because uh, my, my heart today is for you to you know, find out what is the office of the evangelist is, but also why should we evangelize? And what is your role? Because you you, there may be one of you in the room who has an office or none. Okay, you know, as an evangelist, you know what I mean? We know we have an apostle, we have a prophet, we have a teacher, we know here, right? A pastor, I don't know, you know, hasn't been publicly said anything. So I'm just saying most of them. So I want to communicate like all of you, all of you meant to communicate and preach the gospel. All right. All of you meant to do the work of evangelist. And we'll talk about in Timothy, Paul exhorts him to do the work of evangelist. Okay. For me, for my life, guys, this Matthew 28, 18 is a driving force, preaching the gospel, which is great commission. All right. I'll read it to you. Um, I will start with 16, 28, 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into the Galilee, to the mountain, which Jesus has appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Okay? Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the, the age. So, the key verse, go therefore, 19, and make disciples of all nations. So, the Great Commission is strictly talks about, hey, you made to, you made to, to the, the, the command is to make disciples. 
All right. I heard. Uh, um, uh, you know, I had a I had a privilege to be under fivefold evangelist, and he said, "Elliot, great commission is not great suggestion; it's a command. <laughs> like it's a command. If you don't do that, if you're not making disciples, like something is wrong. If you don't think about are we making disciples, something is wrong. You know what is disciple? Basically, what is disciple? Disciple is those who follow Jesus, Christians." I hope all of us are disciples here. Amen? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so, I felt... Uh, let's get... Okay. All of you know it's familiar scripture. You guys been, um, you know, studying the office, obviously, in Ephesians 4.11. It's talk about, right? I don't need to repeat myself. It talks about the offices. And it says one of the offices is an evangelist. All right. So um, what is that? I'm going to just go and follow me. Okay. There's going to be like inspiration I'm gonna like my goal is by the end of tonight you're like I need to go preach the gospel <laughs> like my goal not just to teach you what it is and just give you great teaching I want to activate something inside of you yeah. because all of you love Jesus and that should move you the love for God okay so uh, just give you a little bit like you know um, um, kind of what is the evangelist? Strong concordance define evangelist as a preacher of the gospel. Mm-hmm. All right? That's what it is. Um, so the, the ver- verb form of the word is to announce good news. Evangelize the gospel. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. Listen. If it is not good news... It's not the gospel. <laughs> it's simple, but we need to know that. If like if someone talked to you about Jesus and it's not it doesn't seem good, it's probably not the gospel. No, I know for sure it's not the gospel. Okay? Um, Alright, so announce the good news, okay? One thing, you cannot scare or convince people into the kingdom. Yeah. Alright? We're all you know, we're gonna go a little bit like we're family here, right? Yeah. Ryan is like interceding, you know, for me. Like, 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 so, no, so, so, listen, like, we all, I'll just give you a little example. I was in Colonial Williamsburg and this evangelist standing on the thing with the mic. And I was like, wow, brother in Christ. And he's talking about, I'm like overhearing him preaching the gospel. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And I'm sitting, you know, enjoying my food, and for, and I literally looked at my watch. For 15 minutes, he preached, like he, I don't know what he was preaching, but for 15 minutes, and 15 minutes, I did not hear once that God loves people. Mm-hmm. It's, they're going to go to hell, mm-hmm. they need to repent, like, from their sin, the day, uh, you know, accusing people being this and that. Not once. And I was, I was like, and here's the deal. Hear, hear me. He was preaching from the word of God, right. which is great. Yeah. The word of God never goes void. We know that, right? The problem is 15 minutes and then I stay for another 30. Not one person 
stood there to listen to him. Why? Because without love, it's not the gospel. Yeah. Without the love of God, you cannot preach the gospel. Yeah, come on. And I went, I, I went, I was like, hey, like, I went to him and I was like, brother, like, how, you know, and I asked him, did anybody today, you know, did you have, have I asked him, have you ever seen someone give the life to Jesus? Because he's been doing it for 20 years. Oh and he said, yeah, I've seen once, one time, a person gave his life to Jesus. And I was like, you're talking about 20 years? And then I found out that he's actually from, like, Norfolk. And I'm like, you're coming in my town, condemning everyone to hell, and making my job harder to actually preach the gospel. Yeah. And I was like, brother, in 15 minutes, I was like, you did not once talked about the love of God. And he's like, well, we don't need to talk about the love of God. I just need to, you know. And I was like, does that work for you? You know what I mean? So, be careful. Yeah. Be careful. It's like when you stand and you just condemn people. Yeah. Most Can I tell you something? Most people know that they're sinning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We actually have moral code. <laughs> Listen, and non-believers also. We actually, the Bible is really clear. We actually have moral code inside of us. Yeah. We know what's right and wrong, okay? Right. What we don't know is that we're sons and daughters of God. Right. Mm. Wow. I, I want to tell you, when I, when I gave my life to the Lord and I was in the back of the church, I was angry, lost, orphaned, bored. You know, I want God. Only was there in the back of the church because my parents made me to go, you know? And I was standing there and the love of God was permeating my heart. Mm. Mm. I was not convicted of my sin. Right. I was convicted of my righteousness. I was convicted that I was a son and the father was speaking to me. I knew that I was dirty and gross and I was doing all this stuff. I just did not know that I had a father. Mm -hmm. And I think that we as evangelists at the office of evangelists, we, we know that evangelists, the office is to equip the body to do the work of ministry, right? We need to equip people to love people. Yeah. That's what we need really to, to happen. We don't need to give them great information. You know, there's so much information. Oh my God, we're fat on information. Yeah. You can go to YouTube and hear top teachers of our time. We, this is an amazing time to live in. Yeah. But what is not taught is the love of God. And the problem is you can't even teach the love of God. It has to be experienced like tonight. Yeah. Because without an encounter with the love of God, you just have a theory. Yeah. Yeah. And then you reproduce what's inside of you. Okay? I came from an Orthodox church. So, like, Orthodox church for Greek Orthodox, super religious, like, yes. fear, right? God, angry God, like, you know what I mean? So, all of that, great. Uh, Everyone say to me, with me, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Is, the is the greatest evangelist. Amen. Come on. So, Holy Spirit is the greatest evangelist. Listen, you cannot preach the gospel without the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You cannot go... Let me see. Yes. Passing tracks. Listen, I, I like it. It's okay. I've done it. But if you pass in track and you do, I've seen it happen, man, and you do this, all right, I'll leave. That doesn't help anybody. That does not help anybody. If you don't actually ask the Holy Ghost to, to, to go to this person, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, let your presence come with me. 
Holy Spirit, why are you saying, I'm going to give you this strategy because it's great maybe sometimes to leave something with people when you leave, right? You know? But, but, but I can tell you this. In my experience, in my experience, in my life, tracks, passing tracks was never, is never as successful as simple asking Holy Spirit to go and talk to a person and introduce yourself and, you know, hey, Jesus loves you. Have you ever heard about the gospel? Have you ever heard about Jesus? Okay? Because most of the time, in not DNH with information, people passing back and forth, people just throwing away yeah. that stuff. They don't even read it anymore. It's not effective anymore. It was effective 20 years ago, I would say. It's not anymore, okay? Yeah. So, Holy Spirit needs to be, like, He's the leader. He actually the leader. Not you the one learning. You learn the verbiage and you think A, B, C, D. And sometimes it helps, right? But without the Holy Ghost making the Word come alive. You, you all guys understand, without the Holy Spirit, this is really bad philosophy. Yeah. Mm. Right? There's mm. better philosophy. But without the Holy Ghost breathing and making this Word alive, nothing's happening. So, always know, it doesn't matter if you never share the gospel. If you lean on the Holy Spirit, you're always safe. Yeah. Amen? Okay. Um, the word evangelist occur, occurs three times in the New Testament. Okay? First time is 2 Timothy 4.5. So, everyone, uh, who wants to read for me 2 Timothy 4.5? Come on, one of you, some of somebody. Right Ephesians 4.11. Raise your hand. There you go. Acts 21.8.9. I got you. Who's reading 2 Timothy 4.5? I got it. Awesome. Um, 2 Timothy 4.5. But watch you in all things, endure afflictions, and do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. Excellent. Ephesians 4.11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Excellent. Next 21, 8 through 9. Yeah, 21, 8 through 9. And the next day, we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the Evangelist, which was one of the, the seven, and abode with him. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. Amen. So, this is the three times they, the word evangelist appears in the New Testament, okay? Or three times. Um, so, um, so, Timothy, a lot, okay, this is awesome. It's helpful for all of us here. Uh, so, Timothy was known, uh, historically, Timothy pastor a church in Ephesus, right? One of the biggest churches. And it's, it's, it's amazing because Paul... Tells him basically, hey, Timothy, do the work of evangelist. Do the work of evangelist. So there's few things that I want to talk to you guys about this. Um, so it, it, this is so this is a little bit of my little bit of my revelation, if you will, and kind of you know maybe okay. So you take it and you write test test the word. Two things. Timothy, number one, Timothy possibly, he was a pastor slash evangelist. Mm. Okay? So, or second, he was primarily a pastor, but he was also exhorted to do the work of evangelist to grow the church. Mm -hmm. So 
so that's just through theory and I love that because you know sometimes you're like I'm a pastor I don't evangelize <laughs> like I just you know in my church and you know do council meetings no <laughs> like right like Timothy was a pastor but he was also evangelist mm-hmm. or at least he was doing the work of evangelist mm-hmm. awesome are we together is this helping a little bit yes. anybody hallelujah yes. <laughs> uh, awesome awesome um, okay, so I love the, the, the Acts, right? Acts 21, 8, 9. It says that, you know, uh, living the next day, they reached Caesarea and they stayed at the house uh, of Philip the Evangelist. Okay? Um, the cool thing about Philip the Evangelist, he was a deacon first. Hmm. Okay, which is awesome. And... Um, so basically, um, he was married man, Philip, and we're going to kind of concentrate on Philip, Philip the Evangelist. Um, he was married, he had daughters who prophesied, they were prophetess, which is cool. Or uh, they prophesied, we just know that they had a gift, they, was, they were gifted and they prophesied, which is great. Um, you know, so Acts 6.1, I will read it to you, through 5. In, the, uh, in those days, when the number, Acts 6, 1, 5, if you want to follow. In those days, when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complaining against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn the responsibility over to them and we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, right? And all these other names. Um, <laughs> you know, Prakra, you know. So, Philip early had been a deacon in Church of Jerusalem. Okay, uh, he was said to be known as full of spirit and wisdom. So that, you know, obviously they chose him. So he was known as a man of character. He was known as a man of wisdom. He was known as the man who was filled with the spirit of God. Right. So he was respected by many, uh, you know, and yeah. Uh, So, okay, another thing is, this is kind of cool. The reason even Philip the Evangelist, it's cool because he had already foundation of being bold for the gospel. Because that was criteria for deacons. Mm Okay, in 1 Timothy 3.13, if you read it. Uh, You know, they had to, uh, you know, um, be... They call it at the good degree and great boldness, the deacons. I don't know what the good degree means, but they were bold for the gospel. Um, okay, let's go. I, I, I'm going to give you two examples right now of two different uh, kind of ways of evangelism. Um, um, Acts 8, 5 through 16. Uh, can somebody read it for me? I got it. Awesome. Acts 8, 5 through 
Acts 5, 8, 5 through 16. Okay. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave, gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. And there was a great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. Mm. And to him they had regard, because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And Simon himself. Is that what I'm stopping? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Both men and women. That's good. Um, so, few things that, um, you know, it, 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 so in my life, I noticed that a lot of, I have a, I have a lot of uh, friends of evangelists who, you know, doing crusades of, 100,000 people and you know I have a really good friend and um, who's right now in Europe changing changing the world back in stadiums in the most atheistic nations in the world mm. you know and he was the normal he was like one of those guys who just you know loved Jesus we would go out preach the gospel and one day the Lord told him to just to go and leave his home and his safe environment Bethel Church and his friends and just believe God because there's Europe start becoming, they start announcing during that time that become becoming the most atheistic continent mm -hmm. in the world. And he's like, not on my watch, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so if you see it, Philip was obedient to what, you know, uh, uh, what Acts 1.8 says that Jesus said, you know, commissioned the followers to go to the ends of the earth. To, to Samaria, to Jerusalem, to the ends of the earth. He was obedient, but he had to leave his home, okay? And it's amazing, the original Philip was home, his home was in Jerusalem, and then his home was in Caesarea. So he had two homes. So I'm just saying the office, special for the offices, you know, he was a five-fold evangelist, right? But it seems like that he traveled, mm -hmm. Sometimes we think if fivefold people, they like in one place mm. and they create an environment and all of that. Uh, not necessarily. He traveled, he had, you know, as the Lord led him, he was obedient, you know, and it is good for evangelists to have a home, but when the Lord, but you need to be obedient to God when the Lord tells him, tells you to go. Okay. Um, that's what Philip did. You know, he went to Samaria. He was obedient. Um, um, a few things we can see, you know, Philip stayed on the message as a preacher of the gospel. He proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, one other thing that you will, you know, in this day and age, we, we, you know, it's great. It's all good. I, I'm not against. I'm just, you know, we can come to a church and we can hear, you know, five ways to be more likable person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's maybe helpful, you know, for somebody. Uh, but 
The Philip evangelists in general, guys, they're passionate about the name of Jesus, the cross, Christ and him crucified. There's no like, let me, you know, talk about this and this and this. It's just they stay in a message. Christ, like Philip, he was like, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, Christ and his name. Yeah, come on. You know, that's what it's all about. That's good. You know, and I can tell you this, guys, a lot of times we do not see the power of God because we mix the gospel. Mm-hmm. If you preach the pure gospel and then start praying for the sick, you will see the power of God and the glory of God. It's promised in the word. He will back up the gospel. The, the reason, guys, and that's why people go into different nations in Africa or India and all of that, and they see the power of God. Why? Because they, there is no, there is such a language barrier. They keep it simple gospel, mm. and we preach the simple gospel. Blind eyes are open, dead ears are open, dead raised. Yeah. You know, and then you come to America, and you have the same language, and there's this, you know, intellectualism and like, let me impress you with my speech. Yeah. Right. You know, 1 Corinthians 4.20 said the gospel is, it is the power of, it's not a matter of talk, but of power, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not a matter of talk, but of power. I don't want to just talk to you about the gospel and about Christ. I want to demonstrate power. Come on. And I'm telling you right now, right now on the earth, and we need to get it. Like, if we do not, get, if we do not move in power and authority, no one wants talking. Mm. Our generation, we know, we, we've heard it, we, you know, we've heard, there's so many of stuff on TV and different things, everyone, but if there is no power of God, no one wants the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I know this, like, even, you know, uh, in my life, all the youth in my life, young people, you know, they're like, they're like, well, you know, wh- where's what you guys reading in the Bible? I have this conversation with young people. Like, they're like, I want to see a miracle. I want to hear prophetic word that is accurate, actually. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, where's the power of God? Where is the presence of God where you cannot get up from the floor? Mm. Where is the conviction when someone preaches the gospel? Come on. You know, I believe it's stepping in. I believe there is awakening happening. I believe people suddenly, they're like, listen, the traditional church, what's going on, this and that. Bless the body of Christ. Believe in, I believe in traditional church, but I'm saying there's awakening that's happening where God is cleaning, if you will, sweeping the floors. And the gospel, the simple gospel needs to be preached once again. Yeah. Amen? <laughs> uh, hopefully it's okay, not too heavy, guys. But, you know, <laughs> hallelujah. You know? One of the things is evangelists are really good at... De- uh, communicated a gospel that you can relate to, mm. if you will. Mm. Mo- um, true really if I follow evangelists is apologetics. They're really good apologetics. You know what I mean? Not that you should rely on apologetics, you should rely on the Holy Ghost. But I know in my life, a lot of like who are really effective in the gospel, they can give you an answer and like bring you into thinking really quick. Mm. You know, it's helpful. Uh, awesome. What else? I'm gonna read to you uh, this story. Second, second kind of story of Philip. Uh, so um, that what we read, guys. First story. Philip ministered to multitudes. 
okay? The crusades, the multitudes, the, the like, hey, we, we, we ministering to a lot of people, okay? He did that. That's great. In Acts 8, 26, 40, uh, you know, uh, it's a little bit different story. Now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the deserted road that, get, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out on his way and he met an Ethiopian Enoch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandaki, which means queen, oh, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the, pro the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, how can I, he said, unless someone explain it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Verse 35, then Philip began with uh, that very passage of scripture and told him that the good news about Jesus, and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to same water, and Enoch said, look, here is, a, is water. What can stand in the way of me, of, my, of, my being, of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and Enoch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the Enoch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azadas and traveled about preaching the gospel in all towns until he reached Caesarea. So Philip was spiritual led to one individual. The Ethiopian Enoch, right? Uh, an angel of the Lord told him to precisely where to go. Alright, so often the, any offices, okay, but office of an evangel, often the Spirit of God will supernatural specifically, will give you direction to talk to someone, to go to the place. I'm just trying to, I have so many testimonies. Like, um, um, so, one, like one time the Lord told me in the middle of the night at midnight to go to this bowling alley and the Spirit of God told me I'll meet a man who has three kids with a wife, you know, and uh, they, they have marriage problems and just give him, uh, preach the gospel to him. So I went to the bowling alley, I, you know, I was waiting at the entrance where the Holy Ghost told me. 30 minutes later, listen, some, some of you may be even hearing God and you don't have to be fivefold anything, hearing God, and God gives you direction, be obedient, yeah. take a risk, and, and don't give up, you came, okay, nothing happening, I, I was there for like 30 to 45 minutes, and suddenly, nobody, it's midnight, guys, suddenly parking lot, the car parked, the guy comes out, by himself from the car, and I'm like, God, is this him, where's the, the three kids and the wife, but the Lord said, no, it's him. I was like, hey, do you have a wife and three kids? He's like, yeah, yeah, why? They, they coming out. And so, as soon as I said that, they came out of the car. And I gave him this word, and he gave his life to the Lord, and of course, he was weeping and all this stuff because he didn't need encouragement. So the Holy Spirit will lead you in a supernatural way to preach the gospel. My point is this, even though 
Philip preached just to thousands of people. God led him to led him to the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Evangelists, any fivefold, are not uh, uh, they, they don't graduate from ministering to the one. Yeah. 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 We never graduate from from stopping for the one and loving the one in front of us yeah. and preaching the gospel to the one of us on. to the one in front of us. Okay, like Philip. God sent it to you now because you, we don't know that one may be the next president, yeah. next teacher that has influence over the next president. We don't know. Like Enoch was in charge of all the finances of the Queen of Ethiopia. All right? Awesome. Um, and it's amazing because, you know, it's very hard these days. You have successful ministry, right? Thousands of people, and the Lord will ask you to leave it and go to the one, for the one. And when, when that happens, I pray that all of us will be able to say yes. Because mm-hmm. God took Philip by high standards from a successful ministry, power of God, and took him to the one. So. That's good. Awesome. I will give you five points, five things about um, evangelists. In sum up about the evangelist, he's qualified in his character and his ministry. Listen, I do not care how gifted you are. If you don't have character, I do not want you to minister. Amen? Amen. 100%. Come on. If you don't have character, it doesn't matter. You know? Okay, so uh, one lie we're going to destroy that it's same thing for prophets. Prophets or evangelists have to be super serious. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I'm the prophet of God. Or I'm the evangelist. Listen to the word of the Lord. Stop it. It's weird. Just It's weird. Like, be joyful. You will accomplish in joy way more than in your seriousness and flesh. Okay? Like, looking anointing, anointed doesn't help anyone. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the anoint, actual anointing. Um, uh, awesome. So, okay. Two. The evangelist, maybe like Philip, be both like, you know, minister to the crowds, that's his main ministry, or to the ones. Come on. You know, both. Um, uh, three, uh, like the other five full ministry, the evangelist will perfect the saints to, to do the work of ministry. Mature the saints to do the work of ministry. The fivefold evangelist is to equip. That's what it's all about, okay? Uh, to train them. Um, four, he himself will evangelize. Okay, publicly preaching Jesus Christ, his name and the kingdom of God and privately. Alright, a lot of times it's amazing because suddenly when you get in a bigger circles, in bigger church, bigger environments, you know, we can like teach, 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 equip, 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 and you yourself start getting dull and not actually preaching the gospel. Alright, like be careful. Be careful that we don't do this, especially those who, of us who have a platforms, you know. Um, and five, uh, you know, in a brief, what is evangelist? He's a preacher of the good news. Come on. You know? 
uh, he is spirit empowered soul winner mm. alright so one thing the evangelists also function within operation of the law of sowing and reaping in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, 6, it says the Lord of the harvest uses the ministry of sowing. And, uh, uh, so, so, in first, so um, and I don't know if you agree, but I'll just give it to you. Pastors and teachers <laughs> sowing often, okay? The evangelist reaping. It doesn't mean that the evangelist can sow, uh, can sow because sometimes it's a seed that you sow and you don't see the harvest yet, mm. okay? Uh Awesome. So one thing, guys, remember, like, I'm going to just talk to you a little bit for now um, and kind of inspire a little bit. Um, so I give you a little bit of foundation. It's in a word. What, the point of this teaching, it's in a word. Yeah. Does everyone agree, okay? I think that's what we try to accomplish, yeah. to teach that, like, the fivefold evangelist, it's part of the fivefold ministry. He's the equipper of the body of Christ. He's, uh, the miracle signs and wonders is part of normal life. He operates in a supernatural, he's under supernatural vortex, if you will. You know, he's passionate about souls. His message is simple, which is Jesus and, and him crucified. You know, the cross, the resurrection. You know, the, the basically winning people to to uh, to salvation. Yeah. Okay, simple. You know, um, um, one thing, guys. Though, um, sometimes you encounter a person who is great soul winner, but he's not fivefold evangelist. Okay. You encounter a person who prophesied really well. Can I tell you, like, you know, I have friends who prophesied better than known prophets. Mm. But they're not fivefold prophets. Okay? Like, who more accurate? Praise God. <laughs> so, um, you can be a great soul winner and not be a, you know, fivefold evangelist. Mm -hmm. So, uh, who agree? Raise your hand if you supposed to preach the gospel. Agree, everyone? Uh, praise God, every hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was like, what, right? Right? Do you, do you, you know? <laughs> you know, um, uh, something that Billy Graham saying, he was speaking to in, in Amsterdam at a conference of itinerary evangelists. He said, one of the greatest needs today is for the church throughout the world to recognize and recover the legitimacy and importance of the gift of the evangelist. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we like never before. Listen, we need to mobilize people. We need to, you know, we cannot allow this but this meant to have an effect on, on the world and the city and the nation. Yeah. And we need evangelists to be able to, you know, and we need to recognize them, we need to support them, you know, to bring the people to hear the gospel. Guys, to give you an example, in Africa it cost $1 to bring person to salvation, the cost. In America it cost $1 million. Mm. I'm talking for the moment that, you know, in the lifetime, you will, you will spend a million dollars on one person when they hear the gospel and they give their life to Jesus. Mm -hmm. In Africa, it costs one dollar. It's yeah. basic to bring them on the bus to the event. Yeah. 
So, do you see the drastic, how drastically this is? Yeah. You know, like, we, we need to go after this stuff. And the reality, guys, there has to be real awareness that, first of all, the love of God needs to compel us to, to preach the gospel. Yeah. To love the world, man. To go on, the sh to, you know, to go and just reach out, reach out to people. Because people go to hell every day, guys. Do you realize? <clears throat> every day. Mm -hmm. Every day. And it's really, it's real, okay? I know it's like sobering, and some of you are like, oh, but it is. So, the reality is we need to uh, be aware that when, whenever we go out, whenever all of us shop, okay? All of us go to the grocery store, we can take a time and love on someone. Yeah. Come on. We can take a time and say, hey, like, you know, do you, did somebody ever told you that Jesus loves you? You know, no, what does that mean? Well, let me share it with you. You'll be surprised how many opportunities. You'll be surprised how much people actually ready to hear it. Mm. You know, you'll be surprised. Uh, one of the things that's happening right now across the earth, God is raising up evangelists everywhere. Mm. You know, right now, like, you know, we're coming back to the stadium crusades. Like never before right now, there's, you know, people coming to the Lord you know, and it's amazing because like the biggest church in, in the world right now is China, in China. It's an underground church, yeah. you know, and um, listen, you cannot, if you preach the gospel, there will be persecution. Yeah. There will be people not going to always like you. They may say stuff, but can, do you guys know that you cannot be rejected? Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. You cannot be rejected because it's Christ who has accepted you. So what outside force can bring that into your life? Yeah. Like the reason, you know, I preach the gospel every day. And, and listen, and sometimes people like, am I not interested or, or like, you know, uh, I don't have time or I have to go like, you know, and it would be easy to say they're rejecting me. No. Yeah. We're not fighting against flesh and blood anyways. Yeah. Guys. That's good. Right? We're not fighting against flesh and blood. But, listen, I would question... Mm, Jesus Christ is passionate and in love with the world. Yeah. The most famous verse in the Bible, John 3, uh, 3, 16. God so loved the world, right? That he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It doesn't say the church. It says the world. Come on. And we need to be awakened to that. You know? And, and guys, can I tell you that every one of you have what it takes? It's mm. <laughs> good. Yeah. Every one of you. It's not about Elliot, the evangelist, or Ronnie, the apostle, preaching the gospel. It's up to you yes. being who you created to be, as sons and daughters of God. Yes. Sitting in the right hand of God in Christ. Having the access to heaven. Yep. Wherever you go, displaying the power of God. Yes, Jesus. It's about time that we will not be bored out of the mind, out of our mind because we hear information, information, information. That's right. And I on purpose wanted to keep it tonight short because I'm like, there's so much information. I want to kind of like 
talk to you and awaken like hey go you have friends and you have family like knock and you know and, and seek I, I promise you if you knock long enough on people's hearts you know I have a friend Anna she meant to come here she's a dentist she sees more people come to the Lord in a week than I see in a month mm. she often will bring 20 people to church mm. compelling them <laughs> And it's normal. Mm-hmm. She's the she's dentist. She sees more miracles and more people coming to the Lord in her office. You know, she's just daughter. She's simple a daughter. Yeah. You can do it, whatever you are. You can do the promise if you take a little bit courage and say, Holy Spirit, help me to be a little bit more bold. Help me to a little bit talk more about Jesus. Help me to like present him a little bit more. Like help me to, you know, yeah, I'm gonna pray for this, you know, knee. You know, oh, I don't see a breakthrough now. I'm gonna pray it again. Like, you know, I'm gonna present the gospel. I'm gonna explain to my friend what is actually Christ is. Because listen, there's so much out there. One of the biggest things, there's so much out there deluded. Gospel that is not the gospel. In fact, it's a demonic gospel. Mm-hmm. And people don't know what to believe. And there's like never before there needs to be a clarity of the gospel, which Christ in him crucified. Come on. Alright? Come on, Jesus. Awesome. I'm going to finish up with this. I'm, I'm 45 minutes. Good. Um, I'm going to finish up with this. Hopefully it helps somebody tonight, you know, you guys, um, close your eyes, everyone, close your eyes, we're going to do something really quick. Put your hand, uh, a hand on your heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of God. I love you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come right now. Let us be aware of your presence right now, Holy Spirit. Yes. Let us be aware of your presence right now. So I just felt to read this verse. It's Romans 8.38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, mm-hmm. nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray that we will know that we are loved by you. God, I pray that we will that the fire of the gospel will burn inside of us, God. Yes. Lord, Father, I pray that we will everything we do will come from love. Father, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, for divine appointments this week. Father, I pray for opportunities, God. Lord. Father, give us courage. Yes, Jesus. Courage, God. Father, thank you, Lord. Give us give us wisdom and courage. To fulfill the great commission. God. Thank you spirit of God. We love you Jesus. Bless every one of us here tonight God. Lord I pray that any. Any rejection. Even any from the past. Of preaching the gospel. Or stepping out Lord. We just cancel it right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, and you fear in the name of Jesus. I just feel even right now, some of you believe in a lie and you say, but I'm shy. It's not for me. That shyness, if it's you right now, just take it. The Lord is just destroying that lie. The Holy Spirit right now yes. ministers to those people who believe they're just shy. 
They just shy. You're bold as a lion. You're bold as a lion, and it's time to be to 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 to, to that it's over that your voice has been stolen because you believe that you're shy. Ah, that the gospel was stopped because you believe that you shy. Uh, Father, I pray that, that, that we will come in the front lines of this thing, God. Lord, I pray that for the, for the evangelists to arise in the name of Jesus. Yes. I pray for the courage to arise to preach the gospel effectively, God. Effectively, Lord. Give us wisdom, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Give us understanding. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome.